got pissed. I I had to go get my trivia notes. Okay. Nice. At least you. So you're saying you have trivia notes? Yeah. It's the old clamometer. You know that, right? <laughs> Look at that thing. Gross. Gross. It's all wrinkled. Uh, all right. I like this wrinkle. <laughs> oh. Oh, hey, guys. Hi. Welcome time, to the podcast. Time for another podcast. Did, uh... You guys watch a movie this week? I think I did. I watched one. So did I. We watched. I watched. Happy Happy New Year. Are we not going to acknowledge that it's January 1st, 2024? Happy New Year. Go dogs. Yep, they're playing tonight. Mm -hmm. Sugar Bowl. Texas. Tejas. Okay. Can we talk about that for a second? Sure. The The Sugar Bowl's in Florida, right? Uh, I thought it was in New Orleans. No, it's closer to Texas than it is to Washington. I know that it's in the South. Yeah, but that it's not my point that it's closer to Texas. I don't, I don't care that it's closer to, to Texas, right? What I care about is that the Rose Bowl, yes, which is in California, mm-hmm. is fairly close to Texas and Washington. Yes. And the other two teams in the playoff that are playing in the Rose Bowl half are uh, Michigan right. and uh, Georgia. Right. So I'm pretty sure Michigan and Georgia are closer to wherever the Sugar Bowl's being it's played. It's in New Orleans, and, I was right. It is in the uh, Superdome. Yeah. yeah. So so Michigan and Georgia are closer to the Sugar Bowl, but they're playing in California. And Washington and Texas are closer to the Rose yeah. Bowl, but they're playing in New Orleans. Figure that one out. Well, Texas, I don't think Texas is closer to the Rose Bowl than New Orleans. The combined distance traveled by both teams. I think it depends on where in Texas. And when you're talking about Austin, Texas, it very well could be. To New Orleans? Let's find out. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) I am. Triple dog. So do it then. (laughs) All right. So question one. Oh, we're doing trivia now? Did we tease the movie? Well, I'm not going to watch Bill look up how far the Sugar Bowl is away. (laughs) We watched Defending Your Life. We did. All right. We'll get into that later. All right. Bill, what John Hughes movie did we watch on this podcast starred Bill Paxton and Anthony Michael Hall? The Superdome in New Orleans Uh is... Three times closer to Austin than <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That tracks. I, I okay. bet one on that, Rick. <laughs> Wait, what's the question? Yeah, see, this is the thing. Yeah. All right. Which John Hughes movie did we watch on this podcast that starred Bill Paxton and Anthony Michael Hall? Bill Paxton? I'm going to give you another clue. Maybe not starred, but at least top build actors. Okay. But um, yeah, starred. John. Um, weird Science. Correct. For one point. <laughs> I just assume since okay. he puts Weird Science as one of the questions in trivia every <laughs> single time he has trivia, that must be what it is. <laughs> okay. 
Bill, uh, again, what John Hughes movie did we watch that starred Ian Mitchell Smith and Kelly LeBrock? Two. Two. Are you keeping score, Ryan? You should. You uh, Bill has one point. We're playing to 15, I think. Yes. I'm going to just guess weird science again. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd do something like that. You know what I think, Ryan? I think weird science is the only title he can still read <laughs> off of the old clamometer. You may be correct. Oh, where's a piece of paper? In there? there we go. I got it. Don't worry. I'll keep the score. Okay. My Bill? show notes notebook is almost full. I need to get another one. Okay, Ryan. Yes. You're going to set the line here. Okay. And it's going to be for three points. So I'm going to set the line, okay. then I'm going to bet? You're betting three no. points and setting the line. Okay, I'm, I don't have a choice on how many I get to bet. Well, the answer the answer is worth three points, okay. whoever gets it right. Okay. What's the point differential? The... Degree differential between Ghostbusters and Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Ooh. <clears throat> and I'm setting the line. Yes. 22. Over. Uh, it was zero. Right. Yes. <laughs> three points. Yes. <laughs> They gave both a 42. I thought that they were both really close, so I kind of tried to blow it out. Got it. Interesting. I thought I had good, the bad, the ugly much lower, but that was early on when I was generous. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Your spirit wasn't broken. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Bill, you have to be within five degrees. What did you rank full metal jacket? Three. War is bad. It makes me sad. Um, and you just watched. Gave, you just watched Deer Hunter recently. Yeah. I gave Full Metal Jacket within five degrees a sixty-two. Ah, gets it. You had a fifty-nine. Damn it. <laughs> Woohoo! Six to three. Bill. I like you're such an ass. You're rooting against me as the <laughs> trivia host. No, I'm not. Yes, you what are. I, what did yes, I say? You just said, "Ah, oh, damn it!" He gets it when I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, what are you gonna do? Okay, yeah. Bill. Within ten degrees, what did you give? Weird science. Two. 40. Uh, this appears that you gave it a six. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan gets it, two it, points. I, I thought it said 60, but I think it says six degrees. Okay. I don't so I, I guess there's no one. way. I, there's no way I gave it a 60. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Six to five. Ooh. Yeah. Heating up. Okay, but can I tell you something? Sure. It's 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 better if I just show you. Okay, good. 
I, I added a line because I was confused, but now I'm going to cross that line out. Okay? <laughs> okay. This, this, this is how I scored. Six to five. <laughs> cool. That makes sense. Now, for the listener, I'm using the, like, chicken scratch tally. Yeah. yeah, the tallies. And my tally is five straight lines with a diagonal line <laughs> through it for six. And Ryan's four with a diagonal line through it for five. You know that that's not, well, not taught these days? Uh, many people that I work with that are younger generation than me don't know what that means. Like, what are you doing with those that's lines? That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Bill, what band is the movie The Dirt about? One. Nice. Nailed it. How does the challenge work in this game again? I forget how I challenge and get points. Um... No, if I, I challenge that you don't know the answer. Oh, and then okay. If, then, if I say I don't think Ryan gotcha. knows that answer, then I get the points if you're wrong. I knew there was a way to do it, but thank you for the clarification. Okay. You have to get this within two. Where did you put Step Brothers? Three. I got three on that. Bad choice, Ryan. <laughs> I remember. I remember something about Step Brothers. I think. I think I gave it. <laughs> I, I think, think I, I gave it. A, I think I gave it a sixty-nine. You did. Nice. Nice. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm up ten to five. Okay. I I got it right on. That should be double, right? Yeah. Sure. Okay, so I'm up thirteen five. We're almost done with this. <laughs> Good. Because we played a fifteen. Bill, what movie did you like better? Caddyshack or Bad News Bears? Three. 100% Caddyshack. I, I was only two degrees, so I don't know if it's 100% more, but yes, Caddyshack. Yeah. Bill oh, I wins win. I win trivia. A nine and an 11. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I knew I liked it better. Because <laughs> sure. Even if I'd given Caddyshack a nine, I would have given it a Caddyshack bump from Bad News Bears. <laughs> All right. We did you it. You really don't like that movie. No, I really, really don't. Okay. So here we are. 2024. 2024. Season four. Yes. Of the miseducation of Sheltered Bill. Of our planned. Season four. Our planned 10 season run. <laughs> Okay, season four. It's time for the fourth installation of the Clamometer. Clamometer 4.0. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear this about it. This is what I've decided. There have been times, way too many times, where I have just been angry that I have to do this podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Watching these movies and listening to these albums. Okay. This year. The clamometer is going to be my emotional health s- scale. <laughs> Emo- okay. Emotional thermometer. Emo- it's an emotional clamometer. And it's just going to be like purely was this like at a hundred. It's going to be like this was a delight. This like added to my life. This was like, you know, something that I feel 
more enriched for having experienced. Okay. And the zero is this sucked the life out of me. Like it was the torture machine from Princess Bride. Okay. Draining my life force and leaving me a quivering mass. Right? Mm-hmm. So a, a 50 on this scale would be, I feel totally neutral about this. I'm not upset that I watched this Ooh. movie, nor am I glad that I watched this movie. Ooh. Right. And the more of a waste of time it feels, the lower the scale. And the more I feel enriched for having watched it, the higher the scale. Welcome to season four. This would be a Here tough bar, Rick. Yep. Okay. So let's see what we can do with this clamometer this year. My goal is to maybe Break maybe me. Ryan maybe yeah. you can keep st- stats Ryan. I want to give Bill Hang on one second. Hang up pits. <laughs> Sorry, someone was at the door but it was just the milkman. As you do. He was looking for my wife. He wanted to visit his kids. <laughs> um I think 69% degrees degrees nope of the movies we watched this year <laughs> will be on the positive side of the scale 6 how much say that again 69% 69 will be 50% I'll, or above I'll take the under <laughs> 50 degrees or above okay let's take the over under right now i take the over hold on okay Okay. I'll be fair, but I take the under. What's an easier percentage? How many movies? Is it just to be complicated? Or do we have to do math? I've got it in a spreadsheet now, so well, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ryan, over, under. 69? You're sticking with 69? That means if we were to watch 50, 50 movies. Which we won't, but yeah. If, but if we were to watch 50 movies, you think that I would like 35 of 35 those, of them. And only 15 I would not like. I guess that's hard. So no, I'm I mean, gonna, I hope, I hope that's. I'm gonna drop. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go down to sixty percent. I'll still take the under. Okay, I also will take the under. <laughs> okay, and we're not counting music, right? Music will have a new scale also. Yes, this year. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, that's noted. Season four. Uh, all right. And we both got the under. You got to get the unders. I got the over. What do I win if I accomplish this goal? My respect. <laughs> cool. Great. You get the best um, podcaster award. Right. All right. So let's kick it off. Defending your life. Defending your Defending. podcast. I have never heard of this movie. Had no idea this movie existed. Okay. Um, Ryan, had you ever heard of this movie? Yes, I'd, had you ever seen this I'd movie? I had seen it once before, many moons ago. Okay. Well, I had never seen it. But really? I, I have always heard everybody talking about this movie on a lot of movie podcasts and different things I listen to. And everybody adores this movie. Okay. I got a different movie experience than I thought I was going to get when I saw this movie. Okay. But we'll get to that well, later. What were you expecting? Um. Well... The concept of the movie is what I thought I was getting. I didn't know this was a romance movie. Oh, I thought this was more of a, you know, the defending your life part was more kind of what the whole movie was going to be, not the Meryl Streep. I didn't think Meryl Streep 
she if, wasn't if if she wasn't in this movie and it wasn't didn't have that story, I would have mm-hmm. liked it the same, probably. Not that that's a really? negative. I don't I don't think I needed that love story per se. Drink. <laughs> um but I didn't dislike it. I just didn't I didn't know that was gonna happen. Yeah, I thought this movie would be actually. I also thought the movie might be a little more cynical than it was. Mm, yeah, knowing Albert Brooks, I don't know Albert Brooks at all, so I had yeah. no expectations. About right. That. Yeah. So, um, anyway, that's all with that. So I had never seen it either. This was my first time. Okay. Um, we. What was the like critical reception of this movie? I'm curious. Um. Like Any Rotten idea what it like Rotten Tomatoes or box office? IMDb or did, did that not factor at all into your thoughts? IMDb has it, a seven point two out of ten. Okay, which I think did that's. I think and IMDb is really because high. it's a rom com. It wouldn't be nominated for any awards. Or so I have to ask you about rom com. Do you think it's a rom com? Well, you just talked about how it had a romance element to it, and it that, is a comedy. But that doesn't... So actually, just today on another podcast I was listening to, we were talking about rom-coms. And um, an example they used was that new Jennifer Lawrence movie that just came out. Oh, yes, yeah. Which that, you and I watched on the plane. That that's not a rom-com, is what they had said. I don't think it is either. I it's, would agree with that. I would say that that's just a straight comedy. It's a comedy with an, you know, with an inciting incident that does have... Right. Yeah, I mean, but the rom part that, of that. There's no building of an actual love story in that movie, so that totally makes sense to me. Yeah. So that movie um, was pretty funny too. Yeah, it's good. I haven't seen it, but I want to. Um, defending your life got 98 on the uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's certified fresh, wow. and an 83 audience score. Yeah. That's that 98 is only there's only 42 reviews there. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the audience score has t- it, more than 10,000. This goes back to our Rotten Tomatoes. Not really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes isn't. Well, but it, well, perfect but barometer, but well, it does show you how but, some people feel about it. But it's I mean, it's a pretty good barometer for this. Like a 98 with 42 reviews is pretty good that, that they've pulled from places when they were it out. Is. Yeah. And then yeah. audience score of over 10,000 of 83 percent. That's still a good score. Right. Right. You, yeah. You, you, there's yeah. not a big. You're not. It's not that thing where you're like, oh, the movie studio did something here. This is like, oh, people like this movie, right. and yeah. o- over ten thousand. There's seventeen percent of people are assholes <laughs> in general. I would argue more, but that's okay. <laughs> right. No matter what movie it is. Yeah, yeah. I'd say sixty six percent based <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> um, um, this movie. I one of the things that's interesting about this movie is that it uh, jumps right into it. Mm. Right? Yes. Yeah. I also knew I went into this movie completely blank canvas. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd never heard of it. I don't know Albert Brooks at all. Right. I didn't know anything about this movie. I didn't know the plot line. I didn't know the story. So I was actually like a little surprised when he got hit by the bus so quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but like it immediately grabbed my attention and um, I found it to be engaging right away. I was not bored during this movie. I was not on my phone or anything like that. In fact, I watched the first 40 minutes of this movie and then I stopped it. I was like, 
I think my family would enjoy this and went home and rewatched the whole thing from the beginning with them last uh-huh. night. Yeah. yeah, but then when it turns into Meryl Sheep's a vampire and starts killing everybody, then you don't like it anymore, right? You're like, oh, why did I watch this movie? <laughs> well, it was like, what? it like, wasn't, uh, from Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I thought that that, I thought that this movie was weird in that way. I kind of thought that you would, wouldn't like it in a, the parts of the storytelling. Well, I'm, I'm trying to hold back no. on how I feel about the movie. No. I'm trying to just say the things that, um, I'm not saying that you're saying it's good. I'm saying okay. that when I watched this movie, I was thinking that you wouldn't like some of the storytelling because it does the same thing that Deer Hunter does in a way. It doesn't skip it doesn't skip whole parts, but it really rushes everything. Yeah. He's in love with Meryl Streep in like one day. They're both just well, in love with but one out of four. <laughs> sure. Um but I do think that if that was a problem you were having with it, I think there's explanation for it. Right, I do too. No, I I didn't have a problem so much with that. I actually it seems like you had more problems with the love story part of it than I did. No, I didn't have any problems um, with love story. I just when when they're the way they fall for each other so quickly, I'm like, well, that's weird because they don't know each other. But then I realize that in the first part of the movie, when they first meet, and she she says that she died and she left her family, and he's like, "Are you okay with that?" And she's like, "Actually, I feel fine about it." She's like, "I think that's part of this place." That it makes me right. I, I feel yeah. I feel okay with what happened. I don't feel any yeah. guilt or anything. Yeah. And I yeah. think that that also could mean without the outside forces and the place they're in, you could focus all your attention on this relationship, and you could become in love quicker than you could in Earth, as this guy knows it. Mm. Right. There's there's some. You're emotionally whole in this place in a different way than you are somewhere else. There's, there's some massive inconsistencies with how they've kind of created this place, but there kind of has to be. Mm. Right. 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 Um, the, the issue of like all of them being in the same mental capacity that they were at the time of their death is a little messed up. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so most of these people are like, old or whatever right um and like that the lady who talks to him on the tram about her dog and like can't remember anything and like asks three times whether or not he had a dog and stuff like that like that's it's kind of a funny a funny joke and a funny scene but it doesn't really gel with the idea that then this person has to defend their life you know what i mean Mm. well but but you could only defend your life i mean you're able to defend your life because you're still in the same mental capacity as you were. Okay. But okay. Try this one on for size. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got, I got a few. Okay. So here, here's another one. The idea that the, the aim of existence is to become smart. Okay. Right. That's, that's kind of the point of this. Min- mm-hmm. Sure. The whole idea is to become smarter and smarter and to use enough of your brain that you don't have to go back through the earth phase of existence. Right. Right. And so there's, there's no hell, there's no judgment, there's no consequence. It's just going back to earth. Right. Yeah. But then when he says, why are there no children here? And he says, Oh no, children automatically get to move on. 
Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. They they would have no ability to have gained any intellect or to have progressed, which would be a problem with the wheel. They they would not have um so, yeah, I mean you're telling me that that children who died their very first time automatically move on without ever having any intelligence or gaining any use of their brain. I mean, there's a massive hole in that idea. It should be no children are automatically sent back. Sure. But in, and and not viewing being sent back as a punishment. Right. But the problem is that you, no matter, even if it's not viewed as a punishment in a movie like this, you can't do something to kids. Right. Right. You have to just be like, oh, kids are fine. Kids are always fine, right? It's just like in horror movies when you like can't kill a kid, you know, like you just yeah. there's things you just don't do a lot because people would just react negatively. Dogs to it, no never die. I know, but it's it's still a it's still a problem with the bit. Like, it, if that's true, why mention it? Because of people like you, <laughs> right? That have that question, like. Well, you, I wouldn't have had that question. I wasn't well, worried about it. But people would. Yeah. Right. And and actually someone going when, there. I think it's funny everybody's like teenagers get sent somewhere else. They're too much of a problem. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And but maybe maybe kids go back. Or maybe kids just move on. And you still look at their. Past lives enough that, you know, do, do you think that you get smarter as you stay in the new place, or do you only get smarter on Earth? Well, I mean, it's it's interesting that they use both his condemning moment and his redeeming moment are moments that happen in the Judgment City, not on Earth. Right, oh, yeah. Right, right. Well, which is, yeah, it's really interesting. Does, um, does Rip Torn's 58% of his brain, wherever he uses, did he have the potential to use 58% of his brain on That's, earth. That was his defender, right? Yeah. Did he have 58% of it on earth ever? Or when he got to judgment city, finally he was able to, he moved on and then grew the knowledge. Yeah. I, I think the idea is that once you get, cause he's no, cause he said everyone on earth uses three to 5% of their brain. Right. And then so I think, I think the idea is if they're evaluating that you're up around five or breaking that five barrier, then you're going to the next place, which is something other than this place. And then when you get into the like 40s, you can come back and be a resident in Judgment City. And like that experience helps mm. get you into the upper 50s, right? right? So that's, that's kind of what it felt like to me. So that's why you could move kids on because you can just do that and they can still grow their potential in the next place that they've gone to. It, it still doesn't address the issue of like, it, it makes it seem like going back to Earth is a punishment. Sure. Which, well, but... It de- I think it depends on... They don't ever say it's not a punishment, right? I think they do. I they, think he's pretty clear about that when he talks about it not well, being a trial and that neither outcome is good or bad. Right, and you won't remember right? right. anyway. But it, right. it is a punishment for him because he doesn't get to go back with Meryl. It is, yes. No, for sure in his case. One of the... the another issue that I have, though, is the, like, inconsistency... I, I get, again, the, the problem with this movie is they're trying to deal with, you know, um, metaphysical ideas and thoughts and be funny in a comedy and in a movie with, you know, what they have. But, like, to say 
when they go to the Hall of Past Lives, right? Mm-hmm. They just, like, the fact that Meryl Streep was Prince Valiant in a past life, mm-hmm. how does he not get on? How does he defend his life and get sent back 10 more times to eventually become Meryl Streep? And then this soul or this consciousness is now evolved in it, right? I, yeah. I just, well, I mean, how- do, do you see, see the problem there? Kind of. I mean, it depends on, I mean, it depends on your lawyer at the time. Well, and, and, I, your, I think and more to the point, I don't think that they thought that far about this. They weren't trying right, to right, think that right. far. It was more, which is, that's a problem with the movie that makes you think yeah. is if they haven't put deep thought into it, it falls apart. It's like a dream, right? It's like a dream that makes sense when you're in it. And then you wake up and start thinking about it and it all falls apart and doesn't make any sense anymore. Which also doesn't have to happen, right? Because you could just take it at face value. Yeah. They, right. they tried pretty hard. Like, they did a good job. Like, if you just did it as is and said, okay, these are the rules of this world, and I'm not going to dig too deep, you could enjoy doing that and watching it and not picking it apart, you know? Um, well, and also, I think that Albert Brooks writing, directing, and starring in this movie that's a heavy lift for anybody and yeah. having a fully formed script with all of these little, you know, wormholes of, of um, continuity probably was not something that was going to get done by someone doing that. I don't know. Was Rick, well, do you know if this is, was his first um, writer director movie? I mean, probably, I mean, he's not, you know, the thing about Albert Brooks that I think is strange is that I, have known Albert Brooks of his existence my whole life, but I don't know anything about Albert Brooks. Right. I know he like wrote on SNL a little bit. He's not in, he's just always exists in the world, but he's not like, he's not in a bunch of great movies or anything that I know of. He shows up in parts, you know, he's always like someone's dad or someone's grandpa yeah, in movies. Character actor. Um, for sure. I thought this movie came out in the seventies when I had heard about it. I didn't know it was 1991. Yeah. You know, the casual racism was going strong still in <laughs> yeah. 91. There's a little bit of that going on. Um, but it, uh, yeah, so I don't know what he's, I don't even know. You know, he has a documentary out right now called Defending My Life. Mm, yeah. And I heard it's pretty good. I might watch it to see what's going on. Um, so, you know, Bill, you talk about the ins and outs of this movie. I think the other problem is it's pretty hard to create your own religion that makes sense that's going against all the other types of religion right because that's what he's done in this movie like he kind of made its own view from from different aspects right because he, sure. he he got rid of heaven and hell as far as we can tell right he gets rid of heaven and hell he talks about the universe and he talks about he's, um, he's not in purgatory per se right, but, it's but it sure seems similar, like yeah. it in a way right but there's no kids there, so that's weird. There's a, so it's to go in and try and change, you know, every, all a bunch of different ways religions, and then change it to its own. It's pretty hard to do without answers, right? He also talks about um, when he asks his defender, "Do you just keep going back and keep going back until you get it right?" He goes, "No, eventually you get thrown away." Yeah, mm. right. And where's right? that? So there's there's yeah. something. Right. There. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This movie also see that's what's funny about this movie is it's not it's interesting because he does take away you know these main aspects 
Like, you can't identify what religion this is. You can't identify what religion he is, except that you know he's, like, a Jewish guy. Mm-hmm. In right. general. It but as a person. Like atheist Jew, right? Sure. Yeah, um, culturally but, Jewish. But there's, yeah. there's yeah. nothing in this movie that seems to be negative or poke fun at religion in any way. There's not a no. cynical religious aspect to it. No, the, the, uh, the funny thing, though, that, that Jenna and I kept commenting on is Rip Torn's uh, exclamations throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Right? Where he says, like, what the hell? Or I'll be damned. Or <laughs> yeah. oh, right. there is a God. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, he, right. he uses, like, religious, religious expressions words. Yeah. consistently throughout the whole thing. And it's it has a good comedic effect. Well, yeah. Rip right? Torn's just great right. anyway. Yeah. Dive up. Um, I wish. What else is he in? Dodgeball. We, when we saw dodgeball. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> we we when he came in, Jenna was like, "Oh, I recognize him." She goes, "The only thing I've ever seen him in is Men in Black." Yep. Yep. He's in that yep. also. He's in a bunch of stuff too. He's also one of those guys who kind of shows up in things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wished the only thing I wished this movie was, like, I think there was a couple wasted moments. Where like mm-hmm. the past lives, the hall of past lives, it's where they only showed like two, one or right, two. Yeah. I thought no, they, they, they should one, one for each of them. Yeah, and they should have shown more. Would have been funnier. Yeah. And I didn't care about the other people's. Right. Or like that old lady where she was screaming because she was a sumo wrestler. I mean, I guess that's I don't know. I didn't get it. Maybe yeah. that's part of it. Right. Um, and I also thought that the the scenes they chose to show of his life were there seems like they could have been better. Well, it's interesting that he decided to focus on the problem of mankind being fear. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, which he was pretty fearful all the time. I'm glad they sure. addressed it. Um, even I knew that's what they were going to address after the whole come up to my room thing with Meryl. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you I kept waiting, though, too. Did you have this? I had this sense in this movie where like something was going to happen, but it didn't mm. like all the time I was waiting for like, was like, like a car accident where like, like I mean, you were waiting, waiting for a commercial break and it didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen. Then all of a sudden it did. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back. <laughs> Perfect. Check out. Shit, I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? <laughs> um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah. Check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. So you kept um, waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Like, we're back. Like the scene. Well, I always felt like Meryl Streep was a trap for him. But she right. wasn't. Oh. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just kept thinking something like he was going to do something wrong that made him seem like a shittier person or ever, but it didn't, it wasn't like that. Like, I just, I think I, I just thought I was getting something different out of it, but that's Which not just interesting. Say, Cause don't you think he portrays it as if that crossed his mind as well? Maybe. Yeah. When she asked him to come up to the room and he starts to say, I'm afraid. Yeah. And he catches himself. Right. But like, He's like, I'm a, 
I, I'm just nervous that this might be, it might be part of it or that that might not be okay. Right. right? Like right. That he's not sure if she's real or a test. Right. Either. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I feel like, I feel like I'm getting set up for something here. So I, I did think it was interesting that they had the scene of him leaving the message saying, you know, saying he loved her, but then didn't view that in the judgment. Mm. Right. Yeah. Because it felt like they were building up to that when when Rip Torm was like, you keep showing the, the consequences or the end results of these actions, you know? And I was like... And? Yeah. And here's the end result <laughs> yeah, of this action. Yeah, right. that he, he did design, you know, but, yeah. but then they, they let it play out with the trams, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it was interesting. I think it was a good, like, thought experiment. It's It's a good... Um, well, I know it, it's refreshing to see something that goes different than mainstream, right? right I right. like something that tries to be creative, that tries to think of things in a different way, that presents you with something you haven't thought about before. Like, is the problem of man fear? Mm, right. Right? So. I laughed out loud while people were asleep in my bed with the Asian guys, <laughs> when they yelled, take a piss. <laughs> yeah. It was very funny for some reason. I don't know why. What else? They said like three things, but that take a piss was the funniest thing I've maybe ever heard. One of the things that like he does, like it's just a little too unbalanced mm-hmm. with um, the way that uh, Meryl Streep is treated in her exam and in her hotel versus him versus like, and then the number of days and then the guy who has 15 days because he like sold porn at all nude clubs (laughs) on the side of the airport. Full, full, full nude. Full nude. Right. He trademarked that. (laughs) It's one of those things where it's like, they, it seems then like the defending your life is all pretense and that it's already been decided and assigned by what group you're in and how many days you're reviewing and which hotel you're yeah, at. Right. right. Yeah. But then he overcomes it. Right. Right. You know, yeah. so, yeah. all right, well, I think it's time to get to the clamometer. We probably should. Only one thing left to do. And we got a new drop for the year. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, first movie of 2024 on oh. a fresh, clean, brand new clamometer. The emotional right, right? Yep. Cl- cl- That I'm trying clomometer. to get 60% above 50 per degrees. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is what he's trying to get. 60% yeah. of the degrees. <laughs> um, this movie made me feel like it was worth watching. Yes. And it was obviously worth watching because I started watching it was like, I want more people to watch this movie with me and I'm willing to like rewatch the first half of it again, you know? And so they, uh, I, re- I really enjoyed this movie. I thought, I thought it was well acted. I thought it was well written. At one point I laughed though and I said to Jen, I go, do you think this guy just wrote this movie so he could make out with Meryl Streep? <laughs> yeah. Uh- <laughs> I thought that too. <laughs> that's how I feel about that's how I feel about Adam Sandler all the time. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think that 
I think it was I think it was funny. I think it was moving at a good pace. I think it was well done and I think it was creative. And even though there were some issues with it, I liked it. And it's a movie that I would watch again and that I would watch with other people. So I definitely think like I felt very good about this movie and I think I give it an eighty. Whoa. All right. Eighty. I know. Have we ever come out of the gate with an 80 before? No. The answer is no, because we've always started with Pee Wee. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's true. Uh, we don't have anything to compare this one to on the new Clemometer, but... Uh, right. That's up but there. But it's pretty but we're, good. We're setting the bar high, Rick. That's what I do. You know what you should have done? Huh. Instead of saying you wanted 60% of the degrees to be above 50... Mm-hmm. You should have said you want the average. I thought about degree, that. The average degrees to be 60. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll, we'll track that down and see if I was right on that. But Right. It's like, it's like yeah, like the pool water. You add a little hot, you add a little <laughs> cold, you try and get yeah, it just right. But, but I think the problem with that is that I, your goal is to enjoy these movies. So if you're not enjoying them, but the, it, it, you know, if there's, you enjoyed less, but the, you know, some of these good ones push it over. It's not really in the spirit of what we're trying to do. Okay. We're trying to make you enjoy these movies 60% of the time, every time. I like it. <laughs> 60% of the time it works every time. Um, all right. Well, so I just gave you an 80% degrees movie. I've corrected myself. Don't worry about it. Just edit that out, Ryan. Uh, when you slur them together, I can't edit it out. <laughs> Um, uh, and this is, that's a pretty easy, that movie, I told Ryan this when we were guessing, I, we knew you were going to like it. What did we say he was going to like it at, Ryan? I guessed a 65 and Rick guessed a 70. And on the old Clemometer, it probably would still would have been higher than that or about that. Expectation scale, right? Bill? What do you think? Right, Bill? <laughs> the what now? Sorry. Yeah. I, I, get, I gave it my rating and I checked out. <laughs> well, we said that what we gave it, what we thought you'd guess. Uh-huh. On the last scale, we said 65 and 70. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And but you knew it'd be higher on this scale? No, we didn't know what the scale was. Oh, okay. Would it, would it have been, on the previous scale, would it have been the 65-70 range? Or um, higher? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm in 2024 <laughs> that's, now. That's I last year. I can't, cool, I can't go back cool, to 2023. Cool content. Um, so, anyway. I don't want to just play the softball game of only giving you these like easy, I'm not going to be defending your life too or whatever. Sure. Mm. I'm going to challenge, I'm going to challenge myself sometimes with some of these movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to on week two <laughs> of 2024, try to get 60% okay. degrees of the degrees. No, no, I'm trying to get 60%, 60% over 50 degrees. Jeez. Goal is 51. Or 50.1. Uh, um, it's a reflex gonna, at this point. I'm going to go right. hard in the paint and go with a horror movie. Oh. And, Good. Because those have gone over well in the and, past. Exactly. But I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not scared of this. Um, Ryan, I don't know if you've seen this or not. You can tell us here. But um, we're going to watch the movie Totally Killer. Totally Killer. I have no idea what that is. All right. So that we're not going to... We don't need to guess this week. No. We'll just, uh, we'll sign off together today. Um, Rick, what is your, here, how about this? Mm-hmm. You don't have to guess what I'm going to give it. Okay. What is your confidence level that it will be over 50 
70%. So you're 70% confident that this will be over 50 for your 60% goal? Yes. <laughs> I think I think that I think that in the past this might not have worked. I think with your uh draining of your existence, I don't think this movie's going to do that. Okay. I don't think you're going to fade away like back to the future, you know? Yeah. You don't think I'm going to be pissed at you that you're wasting however long this movie is of my life while I'm watching it. Right. And this is a, um, for the listeners, this is a pretty modern movie. It just came out like, I think this last Halloween or something, or it's pretty new. Um, and I watched it the other night and I thought that it was a fun little romp that you might enjoy. It's uh, streaming for free on Amazon prime. Everybody nice. Give it a go. Okay. All right. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next week. Happy New Bye. Year's, everybody. Happy New Year. Well, I think it about wraps it up for this week. I really want to thank all of the listeners out there. We really do appreciate you. Please take a minute to check out our socials. We are on Instagram at Miseducation of Bill. We are on Twitter at Miseducation of Bill. And please, please email us at Miseducation of Bill at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and like us on all of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on all of the major apps, Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you can find your podcast. A special thanks goes out to Wyatt Only and The Wreckage for letting us use their music on the podcast. You can find them on Spotify and at woatw.com. Goodbye. Season four. Bye. Yeah.
for the guillotine So pour another drink Cause we're all 